0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very important subject, something that I think we all deal with and something that the sooner we get stronger at addressing and knowing its origins and finding ways to overcome it, the sooner we can truly be unstoppably confident and have a kick-ass life. So I just want to say, let's get started with anxiety. Yes. What is it? i tell you what anxiety is. Anxiety is something that I get every single time before I press record when I do this podcast, because I'm sitting here in my studio and I've got this camera in front of me and I'm staring straight at it. There's nobody else in the room. And my job for the next 20 to 30 minutes is to get stuff out of my brain, out of my mouth and into your ears in such a way that it's impactful. Now, do you think that causes me anxiety? Hell fucking Yeah. Lots of things caused me anxiety. As a matter of fact, I want to start off by telling you a story, a story I haven't told in a long time when I was thinking back about anxious times. And uh, this was a good one, actually. Uh, Probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I was asked to speak in Atlantic City for a huge convention. And uh, I found out a couple of days before the event, I was going to be speaking in front of a certain celebrity, a certain pro-athlete celebrity that I grew up absolutely adoring. Um found out the person was Joe Namath. Now, you might have to be a little bit older like me to, to know who that was, uh, but famous Joe Namath uh, was the uh, keynote speaker right after me. So, I was basically going on there, getting everybody jammed up, getting ready, getting them thinking so that Joel and joel can come on there and uh and come on there and wow them so i had a lot of anxiety i was speaking in front of hundreds of people maybe almost a thousand people and uh just before it i was just like freaking out i was like what's what happens if i don't know what i'm going to say what happens if nobody likes me uh what happens if the microphone goes out what happens if my powerpoint goes out uh what happens if i fart in front of fucking all those people what happens if boogers come flying out of my nose in front of all those people what happens if my pants fall down in front of all those people you see what I'm saying? A lot of it is stupid. And a lot of it is stuff that we feed inside of ourselves. What I actually did in that particular situation is I just asked myself a very important question. I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? And I just kind of like dealt with it in my brain. It's just like, no. But today's show, I'm going to be giving you some specific tips on what you can do in dealing with your anxiety. And we're going to be talking about some of the origins of anxiety and some of the things that we do to avoid dealing with the things that cause us anxiety, right? So, the theme of the show, obviously, is anxiety. And where does it come from? Again, going back to our origins, parents, teachers, friends, from an early age on, we had all these judgments and all these beliefs cast upon us, whether it was our schoolwork, whether it was our chores, whether it was how we interacted with everybody, and soon enough, we got judged. And soon enough, what we did is we developed anxiety about What if? What if I can't get the greatest grades? What if I can't measure up to my parents' standards? What if I can't get the right friends? What if I won't be accepted? All these different things. And that happened as a result of going out there and trying things and doing things. Because when you think about it, when we're young, we have no filters. We have no conditioning. We just go out there and do things and say things like we're supposed to. We have confidence. We don't know any better. But then our parents and our teachers and our friends and all these people put specific limitations in our brains about what we can do and what we can't do. And also, we start playing it safe. We start waiting and worrying and wondering, oh, if I do that, if I make a mistake, if I fail, is somebody not going to love me or like me or am I going to get fired or you know, am I going to look like an asshole or am I going to be embarrassed? All those different things. And I deal with that all the time, too. Right now, my anxieties really are the future, dying. Um, my son Jackson finances. I'm always scared like, okay, if I lose my job, what's going to happen? You know, if I'm not a good dad, what's going to happen to Jackson? Um, Yeah, I think about the world and the world we're going to leave for Jackson. I get anxious. I get almost paralyzed that I don't want to do anything. And I start thinking about those things. And what they do is they become these vicious cycles, right? And something we got to talk about today is also negative self-talk because we got to snap that stuff off. We got to stop doing these. We got to start catching ourselves and more importantly, we have to become a part of the solution instead of part of the problem. And you guys know that. From the intro, I said, helping you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. So this comes to the, from the heart. And this is something really interesting I want to get across to you right away. We're on episode, I think, episode six of the Raw and Unscripted podcast. And I really appreciate all of your, your support, your efforts, the praise, the things that are happening in the group, everything. But I'm already seeing a pattern. And I'm already seeing a pattern of people watching or listening to the podcast, but they're not doing the specific things that I'm suggesting within the podcast, right? So I think last week we talked about legacy. We talked about writing your eulogy. And there's a few of you out there who listened to it and said, oh, yeah, I know I should. But what are you going to say on this podcast? What are you going to say on the next one? you have to do the fucking work that I tell you guys to do because it's all building upon each other. It's like building blocks of confidence to become truly unstoppable. And if you don't do those things, and then you come back at me later and I say, so what did you do with that exercise? And you told me, I haven't done it yet. It's going to piss me off. Okay. I'm the no excuses coach. And I'm giving you guys this stuff because I've used it. I've coached hundreds of people. I've spoken to thousands of people. I've mentored young kids. I've gotten myself through it. I've gotten other people through it. So I know this stuff works. So if you're dead serious about truly becoming unstoppable, having a kick-ass, successful life, not having any regrets, you have to do the things that I say to do, okay? Do you got that? I hope so. All right. So when we think about everything, it comes down to our self-worth and our confidence. In the last episode, actually, that was the last episode was about our self-worth. So go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to this one because, again, they're building blocks. What happens when we feel that anxiety? What do we do? What do we want to do? We want to avoid it, right? First thing we have to do is we have to accept responsibility for what's causing us our anxiety and what we're doing about it, right? So, one of the things we do to avoid it is short term gratifications. You're going to hear me talk a lot about short term gratifications versus long term results. So, what do we do? For some of us, it's drinking. For some of us, it's drugs. So, let's just talk about a couple of those things. So, what are we doing? We're faced with an anxious situation or something that we need to deal with, we know we need to deal with. We start getting that that uncertain feeling in our in our bones, uh, we start feeling that anxious feeling, and what do we? It just we're like, let's make it stop. You know, I'll deal with it later, right? How many times have you said that? And then we go have a couple of drinks, we smoke some pot, we do whatever we have to do because we want to avoid that. And what does that do for us? Nothing. It prolongs the agony. It actually makes us unhealthier. It actually destroys our self confidence. It destroys our belief system because we go, oh, there was another time I didn't do what I was supposed to do and I just went and did this thing. Fuck, I wish I'd break this cycle. I wish I would stop doing these things. But we don't put any action behind it. Also, we may sit down and watch movies or binge watch TV or watch sports or go shopping or sex, whatever other short-term gratification, something you might be gauging. And we're going to be talking about ways that you can mitigate that. You can stop that vicious cycle with the things that you're doing to avoid it. Another thing that we do is we come up with these excuses. Like I said, I'm the no excuses coach. I don't have enough time. I don't know what to do. I don't have enough money. Uh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I get that so much. It's like, I want, I want you to address your, your anxiety and go for it. Uh, I just don't feel like it, Chris. I, just, I know I need to do it, but I just. Don't, you're never going to feel like it. Let's just get fucking straight right now. Go watch a video from Mel Robbins, um, not related to Tony Robbins, and she has this thing called the five-second rule. Five, four, three, two, one, do it. It's been amazing. It's helped me out so much in my life. I don't feel like going to the gym. Five, four, three, two, one, grab your gym bag, go. I don't feel like, I don't feel like having that tough conversation because I know they're going to say something that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. To become fully fucking unstoppable and confident, you have to change your mindset about that. You have to change the way you view these uncomfortable situations because they're happening for you they're not happening to you. So if you're going to play the victim role and you're not going to be a part of the solution, you're going to sit there, bitch, piss, and moan, don't come crying to me or don't come crying to anybody else about why your life is fucked up. It's, it's, it's a matter of it's your life, it's your choices, they're no one else's, what are you going to do about it? I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking about my whole life and I get anxious. So I'm right there with you. I have to focus on these different things. So first and foremost, as far as an action plan for what you can do, like I said, if you didn't go back and watch the eulogy exercise, that is important. You have to have a roadmap for where you want to go in your life. That is so important. You wouldn't sit there and take a vacation and not know where the fuck you're going, right? <laughs> I mean, how many people use their GPSs? You have to create your internal GPS system on how to get through these tough situations because when you do, I promise you, you're, you're going to have this little twinge, this little fucking feeling inside. And it's not going to be anxiety. It's going to be fucking confidence. It's going to be euphoria. It's going to be excitement because you're going to be like, I finally dealt with that. I finally did something. I finally tackled that. But if you don't have a eulogy, if you don't have a clear picture of what you want to do in your life and where you want to end up, then you have nothing to focus on to get you through those things, to get you through those tough times. So go back and do that. And then a bonus feature I wanted to give a tip today is along with your eulogy, after that, create a vision board. Vision boards, that's another thing you can do is you can have a vision board. Take the things in your eulogy, the places you want to go, the views you want when you end up, wherever you're going to end up, the, the toys you want, everything you want, the spouse you want, everything. Put it on a, on a vision board and have it in front of you and look at that all the time because we're visual people. And if you sit there and look at that enough times, you're going to go after it. You're, it's, like a, it's like a drawn reflex. True story. My vision board sat at my old house right in the living room. And I had a picture of a pool with a uh, certain kind of rocks around it. And I just thought that was badass. I have a pool at my other house. But I just said, one day, I want to have like this rock thing, this cool tropical thing going on. And it was just a picture of a pool. And then we moved into this place, not even thinking about it. Probably a couple months later, I was sitting in my backyard and I just looked over there. I was like, why does that look familiar? And I kid you not, was no bullshit. I go back inside, look at that vision board. It's almost exactly the same. And I knew something when I walked into the backyard that I found the place that we wanted to live. And it might've been that. It might've been something that was securing something that I put in mind that I wanted to achieve. So a vision board, you can go on and Google it. You can find out all sorts of different ways to do it, but there's a visual representation of what you want. And you got to always ask yourself, I've told you this before, is this action or is this decision getting me closer or further from my stated goals? So if you have that legacy, if you have that roadmap and you're about to take another drink, or you're about to eat another fucking cheeseburger, or you're about to watch 24 hours of whatever, God hopes not Fox News or any of the fucking news that's out there. If you ask yourself, is this getting me closer or further away from that stated goal, that vision, and you answer yourself, honestly, you have to take fucking action right there. And that's what I'm really serious about is you have to do that. So get the vision board going, okay, about short-term gratifications. I like to drink. I use drinking. I have used drinking in the past to avoid thinking. I think all the time. My brain is constantly fucking going. And so it's like, okay, what can calm me down? Alcohol. Have some drinks. But what happens? I tend to have too many drinks. And then what happens? I either make an ass out of myself, say the wrong things, or wake up in the morning with regrets thinking, man, now I feel like shit. Now I can't do the things I want to do all because I was avoiding something that I was thinking about, usually something that's big. So when you think about those short-term gratifications, whatever it is, instead of using them as ways to deflect or avoid the anxiety that you're about to deal with or that you have in your brain, why don't you use it as a reward system? Okay? So if you're thinking about something, you know there's something you have to do that causes you anxiety. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's something you need to do. uh, Maybe it's writing your eulogy. Do that first, And use your short-term gratification as a reward system afterwards, right? So write your eulogy, go have a drink and watch The Walking Dead. I don't know why I keep using The Walking Dead. Um, A lot of people like it, I don't. It's not my thing. So think about the short-term gratification or if it's a shopping, you know, addiction that you have. Think about something that you need to do and then reward yourself by going shopping. Whatever it might be, but do the thing that you need to do and keep focused on the long-term goal. Um, Another thing I want you to do, here's an exercise. If it's something as people have been asking me, like, how do I stop doing this and how do I get more focused on what it is that I need to be doing? So instead of looking at the things that you do, the short-term gratifications, look at them and then also right next to them, write down some activities you could do instead. So if you're thinking about sitting down and watching television, I could sit down and read. Oh, maybe I should read a book about how to fucking overcome anxiety. There you go. Um, Do a puzzle. Maybe do something with a family member. Maybe call a friend, go have a cup of coffee. Maybe go take a walk. Think of things, have a list, write down. When I do this, I'm going to go do that instead. If I'm thinking about having a drink, I'm going to go drink a glass of water instead. If I'm thinking about having a drink, I'm going to go exercise instead. If I'm thinking about having a drink, I'm going to go play video games instead. Even if it's another short-term gratification situation, as long as it's healthier You are in the moment and you're making a cognitive choice to do something different. That is huge because when we change our behaviors and we change our actions in those moments, that creates confidence, that creates strength. So if you just stop yourself one time and just say, you know what, you're about to eat something. No, this is not getting me closer to my goals. I'm going to put this down. I'm going to go have an apple. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to do something that deserves a reward for me to get that. I'm not just going to do that because I don't feel like dealing with something else. So you got to think about using those. Another action I want you to take, and this again goes along with your legacy and your eulogy, is I want you to visualize all the situations you need to address. Now, I want you to think about this. I just had a bad dream the other night. I can't remember exactly what, but I know I woke up and I was just like sweating and my heart was racing and I was just like, holy shit, you know, what just happened? Our mind doesn't know the difference between perceived reality and real reality. Let me say that again. Our mind does not know the difference between real reality and perceived reality. So all I did was have a visualization of something going on in my mind and my body believed it was true, right? Think about it. If you're running and you're scared of somebody in your dream and you wake up and your heart's beating, you didn't do anything, but your mind perceived that. The same thing works for positivity. So when you're sitting there thinking about, I got to have a tough decision or a tough conversation with somebody, what I want you to do is go find a nice place, nice, quiet place. And I want you to visualize, close your eyes, and I want you to visualize everything happening the way you want it to happen. Not the way you think it's going to happen, not the way you're scared of the way it's going to happen. I want you to see how it's going to happen. True story. I had somebody that wanted to go talk to their boss about a raise and about some changing in their workload. So I sat with them for a little while and I said, okay, what do you envision your day looking like? And they told me and they said all these things and like, but I got all this crap and all this other stuff. And I'm like, how much better would you feel if you had that conversation with your boss and that your boss actually lets you do the things that you want to do? How would you look back on this situation? Um, I would have wished I would have done it sooner. I said, okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes for the next 15 minutes. And I want you to repeat over and over again, you walking into your boss's office saying, Hey, you got a minute? Yeah, sure. He's in a good mood. You sit down you know, I've been thinking, I have these things and I want to to share with you and some actions that I want to take. So I need your approval on this. You know, I can go into deeper um, planning about that when you do have that conversation. But my point is just see it happening. See him being, see her being positive. See her listening. See him, you know, um, being engaged. See yourself being confident, sitting up straight, being, you know, Assertive, not aggressive, but you're like, hey, you know, I've been here and I'm doing these things and I really think that these things would provide value and I'm certain that you would be appreciative of the outcome. What do you think? Can we give it a shot? Does that seem reasonable? Little bonus tip whenever you're negotiating with somebody and you say, is that reasonable? Most people can't argue with that. So visualize in your brain I'm going to have a tough chat with my son. I'm going to have a tough chat with my roommate. I'm going to have a tough chat with my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Um, I'm going to stand up for myself the next time my coworker makes fun of me. I'm going to walk into 10 businesses and ask them to buy my product. And for every one of those situations, visualize in your brain and just see yourself doing it, see yourself feeling confident. And as you do that over and over again, like I said, with the bad dream, your body becomes used to it. You almost become conditioned positively to be able to get through that situation and maybe do a couple of visualizations where you see the person getting upset. And rather than going inside and introverting yourself and feeling like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said anything, I should have done what I, you know, just settled for what I had, oh, I won't do it anymore, you know, going into that victim mindset, see yourself saying, you know what, I can understand your point, but what is the problem with us giving it a shot for a month, right? See yourself coming back with a positive objection. See yourself negotiating with that person. That is going to provide you so much more strength and so much more confidence it's going to be unbelievable. I can't emphasize that enough. So visualize your success. All right. So another aspect we need to take a look at is negative self-talk. It's that shit that we say to ourselves. Oh, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. It's probably not going to work out. All right. I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. I probably should just stay safe. All those things. Put a rubber band around your wrist, right? Just a cheap, whatever rubber band. And every time you catch yourself saying something negative to yourself, snap that motherfucker on your wrist. I don't care how much it hurts. I don't care what kind of welt it leaves. When you catch yourself saying something negative about yourself or maybe something negative about somebody else also, snap it and instead say something empowerful, empowering, right? Instead of saying, oh, it probably won't work out, snap it and say, no, you know, that's bullshit. It's going to work out and I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get through this, right? Change the way you talk to yourself. So many people will talk shitty to themselves But when I ask them, would you let your daughter talk to herself like that? Would you let your son talk to yourself like that? Would you let your best friend talk to themselves like that? And the answer a thousand fucking percent of the time is no. So why is it okay for you to talk shit to yourself? It's not. That does nothing for you. That does absolutely nothing for you. It does not build your confidence. All it does is question everything that you do and just creates that vicious cycle again. You have to break these cycle. You have to break the conditioning. You have to break the agreements that you have in your mind of why you're afraid and why you don't have the confidence to tackle these things that cause you anxiety. You know, ultimately ask yourself, will I be okay? That's one thing I have had to ask myself. When we bought this house, I had already had another house and I was so anxious. Like, okay, this is going to be a financial commitment. I'm going to have two houses. What if I don't have renters? I mean, I had so much anxiety that was going on. And I sat at the curb one day and I was just like, this is a great opportunity. This is a house of my dreams. What am I afraid of? You know, All the language I was using to myself was not building me up. And I said, you know what? Ultimately, if this doesn't work, will I survive? Without a doubt, yes. I've already survived so many other things in my life. And then I started thinking about it. How can I change my perspective about the situation? This is a bonus tip for you. How can I change my perspective about this? And like, you know what? If I lose both houses and we wind up back in a two-bedroom apartment, that actually might be nice. It might be nice not to have so much stuff. We'll have to downsize stuff. It'll be more intimate. Maybe we'll be a closer family. I won't have to worry about yard work. I won't have to worry about gardeners. So I turned it around and I said, you know what? If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If if something bad happens, I'll be okay. I will survive. And that's a huge thing. You have to know you're going to survive and you have to know that everything is happening for you and not to you. Um, My last tip in all of this, is something that's helped me out also. It's helped lots of my coaching clients out, and that's finding a mentor or a hero. Now, we all have somebody that we look up to, right? For me, um, one of them is Bill. You guys have heard him about him in my previous podcast. Another one of them is a guy named Dana Stewart. He was my boss uh, for a number of years. So, when I get in situations where I'm feeling anxious and I'm not feeling confident and I don't know what to do, I know both of those guys would tell me what to do. I know they would give me great advice. So it's a moment of acting as if. So if I'm in a situation at work and I'm dealing with it, I would say, okay, if Dana were here right now, what would he tell me to do? And we all know what our mentors and our heroes would tell us to do. They would tell us to do the thing we don't want to do. They would say, you're going to be fine. Like I tell my coaching clients, what, would, what, uh, what was it? WWCRD. What would Christopher Roush do? I'm like, what would I tell you to do right now? Would I tell you to go ahead and go and do the thing that, that's, that's not serving you? Or would I tell you to get off your ass and stop bitching and whining and complaining and do something that's actually going to help you? So when you think about that, find who your hero is, find who your mentor is, and act as if. Like if you're in that situation, how would they handle it? Would they stand tall and confront it? Right. So all these little itty bitty things will give you the strength and the confidence to continue moving forward. We're just in the beginning stages of talking about anxiety. I could sit there and write a book about anxiety, but my goal here today is to give you some things, some different ways of perceiving anxiety, some specific tips and suggestions that you can put into place now, not after the next 12 episodes. This is something you should sit down if you're driving and listening to this. Play it again later with a piece of paper and write down. Just do the exercises I'm telling you to do in each and every episode. And I promise you, over a period of time, you're going to continue to get that confidence. You're going to continue to get that momentum. It's going to feel better and better and better and better. Is it foolproof? No. There's no promises. I still have bad days. Like I said, before I press record on this, I'm anxious. I'm like, fuck, I got to remember everything to say. And I don't want to screw up. And I don't want to stutter. And I don't want to wander. And I don't want to do this. And I want to be animated. I have all these things going on in my brain but I'm bringing it. I'm doing it. Maybe by episode 12, it'll be totally relaxed and I won't have anxiety anymore. So you just have to continue pushing through that. Ultimately, you don't want to end up with regrets. Let me say that again. Regrets suck. Is that better? When you get to the end of your life, do you want to look back and be regretful about all the chances you didn't take, all the choices you didn't make, That you settled for whatever it is that you had because you didn't have the belief, you didn't have the confidence? Or do you want to look at your life as part of that legacy? And do you want to think, fuck, I encountered so much stuff and it built me and it made me stronger. I remember I used to be scared of this or I used to be worried about that. Huh, that's nothing. Now I'm doing this. You know, when you think about myself, public speaking, it's one of the biggest fears ever. And I conquered it. I love doing it. It's like, it's not a big deal. And I would not have any regrets. One of the quotes that I really think about a lot that helps me is, if I continue to do what I've always done, I'll continue to get what I've always got. Let me say that again. If I continue to do what I've always done, I will continue to get what I've always got. I think it's Dr. Wayne Dyer that said that. And that has helped me out so much. It's like, if you continue to do it, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. When are you going to fucking learn? Sometimes I have to ask myself that. You have your down days, you have your pity party days, but you get back up and you ask yourself again, is this getting me closer or further from my stated goals and objectives? If you don't have your eulogy written, how do you know? If you're afraid of doing that, what are you afraid of? You're afraid of creating a dream that you might not achieve? I think it's better to have a dream that you might not achieve than not to have any fucking dream at all, just existing instead of living. You only get one chance. Like I said in the last episode, we get all the time in the world to die, but we get to choose whether we live every day. You're never going to feel like doing it. Let me just tell you that. Like I said before, you're never going to feel like doing it. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, suddenly I feel like having that discussion with, uh, with Christy about this you know, stupid shit that's going on you know, in our women's club or whatever. I don't know. But you're never going to feel like it. But what I'm going to tell you you're going to feel like is you're going to feel like a million bucks when you start tackling all these little things. So make out a list of the things that cause you anxiety and ask yourself what specific steps you can take today. What little steps can you take? We talk about the 1% rule on the previous shows. Just take little bitty actions every single day. You'll develop that confidence. And I'm going to leave you with this because again, I am the no excuses coach. If you don't know how to deal with anxiety in a particular situation, there's Google and YouTube. There's Google, YouTube, podcast, audiobooks, books, um, documentaries. There are all sorts of things out there for you guys to learn from people who've already done these things. It's free. So that's what pisses me off the most when people come to me and like, I just don't know what to do. It's like, well, back in the 13th century, maybe you didn't know what to do. But now we're in the 21st century and you have all these resources out there right at your fingertips. What is your excuse? why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you taking the action? It's right there. It's free. But it's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to the guy across the street. Nobody's going to do it for us. No fairy godmother is going to come down from heaven and say, oh, you've been nice. Let me grant you three wishes. It all comes from getting out of your comfort zone. It all comes from getting out of your excuses. It all comes from taking action and being strong and confident and leading by example. What is your life? What are the choices today going to say about your life tomorrow? Will you be happy? Create your legacy. Start creating some mechanisms to avoid your short term gratifications and start going for long term results. Stop the negative self talk. Just get a rubber band. I bet you half of you won't get the fucking rubber band. Get the rubber band and snap it. If you do that for a month, I guarantee you your negative self talk will stop or be gradually reduced. But it's up to you. There's nobody else that's going to do it. Stop blaming your mom, your pastor, your sister, your brother, your best friend, society, the news, the president. Stop blaming everybody. Look in the mirror and every action that you take, is this getting me closer or further from my stated goals? Lastly, I just want to thank you guys so much. The support for Ron Unscripted has been phenomenal. Being participating in the Ron Unscripted Facebook page, if you guys aren't in there, send me an email, send me a message on Facebook. Email christopher at com. R-A-U-S-C-H. Send me that email, christopher at christopherrausch.com. If you need help, if you want to talk, if you have specific questions, hit me up. I'm here to help you because by helping you, I'm helping myself. I'm helping my anxiety. I've had anxiety for the last four years because I haven't been doing what I'm, what I'm gifted to do, which is help you and help myself. But now I'm happy and I'm taking those risks. I'm putting myself out there. But I need you guys to do that too. And I need you guys to partner with me and let me know how you're doing. Keep me posted. Let me know what show ideas you have because we're in this together. All right. I love you guys. Peace out. Until next time, take care. Don't forget, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. One more thing, go to ChristopherRoush.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Just sign up. You get a free download. It's 160 tips for living a kick-ass life. It's pretty funny. It's good stuff. It's kind of like life's instruction booklet, but uh, for kick-ass people. All right. I love you guys. Peace out. Next time.